0: This is the Nunn Report. I'm Dan Nunn. This is where we talk truth, freedom, and a little bit of weirdness on an almost daily basis. Today is Wednesday, January 18th. I started to uh, miss out yesterday on a live show. I dropped off a, a throwback regarding the border and the fact that we should militarize it. But that's a completely other topic than what we're talking about today. Anyhow, the World Economic Forum, and we have to talk about it. Every year, all these millionaires and billionaires and almost trillionaires get together and talk about how they're going to control the population of the rest of the world and how they're going to do it by controlling resources, including finances, banking, food, energy. This is how they control the population of the world because this select number of people, this great, wise bevy of billionaires that want to get together and, decide how the rest of the world should live because they're smarter. Obviously they know more so they can all congregate in a part of the world Davos this year where they can all fly in on their private jets, creating massive carbon footprints, bring in their whole entourage, jump into limousines, go to their meeting places, stay in nice hotels that are creating massive carbon footprints and then lecture the rest of the world about how they need to live in poverty and eat bugs and plant-based foods in order to stop global warming because otherwise the world's going to end. The problem is, they've been saying this for a long time. This is nothing new. And the solution to them is always the same. And I'm going to demonstrate that as we go through this episode. But first, I'd like to take you back in time a little bit to 1982. In 1982, and you, you know, you might... Some of you might be familiar with the name Al Gore. I mean, how could you not be? Because he is the biggest loser of the losers. He was the vice president to Bill Clinton, and then he became the biggest loser in Florida to Bush and the biggest whiner. And then he decided to go back to his roots. And his roots were being a climate alarmist. He was always a climate alarmist. He was always a grifter And I don't know how much of the stuff he believes. I don't think he believes very much of it. I think he believes that it's a pathway to power and a pathway to becoming rich. And he spent his entire life giving speeches of bullshit on climate change, disasters, and end-of-the-world scenarios that have never come to pass. But somehow, people keep paying him tens of thousands of dollars to come talk and pontificate he made a movie, An Inconvenient Truth. Nothing in it has come true, not a single thing. So before we, before we dive into today, I'd like to take you back to a blast of the past to 1982. Back when Al Gore was, well, he still had most of his hair and none of it was gray. Check this. Got he was local just-
1: environmental problem regional problems like acid rain. He was just now stupid. we've got a whole new category of global or strategic problems which include the hole in the ozone layer, which now could appear above the United States, global climate change, the destruction of the rainforest at a rate that means they'll be totally gone in another few decades unless we stop, the pollution of the oceans and the atmosphere and the like. These represent brand
2: new challenges that call for a new kind of response. Rush, I've, I've listened to you many afternoons, as you know, uh, and you tend to, I don't want to say you dismiss all of these issues, but at least you dismiss them as having been... Poor.
0: Now we're going to hear from talent on load from God, Mr. Rush, the late Mr. Rush Limbaugh, who's now gazing down from above, praying for us, I'm sure. moving beyond a shadow of a doubt.
2: Well, absolutely. I don't think that there's anything conclusive about what Senator Gore said, with all due respect. I think, for example, there is no ozone hole over the United States. Uh, If we want to get into the detailed discussion of ozone depletion, we can. But uh, I, I think, Ted, that there is not a crisis. See, this is the problem I have. I don't think the Earth is fragile. I don't think the ecology is fragilely balanced. And I think that the doomsday industry that is typified by members of the Hollywood acting community who say we've only got 10 years left to save our planet, we've got to act now. There's no way, if what these people say is true, that we can solve these problems in 10 years anyway. It's budget time in Washington, NASA's being cut, and I think that this, this fright and, and uh, doom scenario is designed to frighten people. Everything in this country today seems to be a crisis. We can't do anything.
0: And nothing's changed. It's all about crisis, and it became that way in the 70s and the 80s. It started with the fuel crisis. The climate hoax is nothing but that. It's an absolute hoax. These people don't know what they're talking about. They, there's no possible way they can know. Everything that they're basing their projections on are theoretical, every single thing. You cannot know what's going to happen 50 years from now, and the further in the future you get, the more things Get apart because they, they, they define things on today's reality and then project that out 50 years. They extrapolate it out. And like all extrapolations, it's extremely inaccurate. It doesn't mean anything. But they continue to do it. And in the end, it all comes down to this it comes down to one thing the solution to the climate crisis since the very beginning. Speaking of the beginning. Oh, we're going to we're now. Yeah, let, let's, we'll, we'll, let's play a couple of clips here and then we'll get to the beginning and we'll go back and look at all of the climate hoaxes that continue to be debunked every single day that we live. I've been listening to it for my whole life. I'm sure you have too. I'm not that old. I'm 50 in my fifties. And, uh, since, the, since time, I can remember even thinking about, um, you know, when I was four or five years old, you know, maybe, uh, I can remember hearing climate alarmists, oh, we're going to run out of fuel in 10 years if we don't stop drilling for oil. We're going to uh, destroy the world if we don't stop driving all these cars. This was when I was, not long after I learned to walk and started to talk. I haven't stopped talking, by the way, as some of you might have noticed. But check this out. This guy, John Kerry, this this guy is a complete, he's a complete idiot. He, he is he is the definition of a useful idiot. He is one of the elites, and he'll tell you that he's one of the elites in his own words. Just listen.
2: And when you stop and think about it, it's pretty extraordinary that we, a select group of human beings, because of whatever touched us at some point in our lives, whatever touched were us. able to sit in a room and come together and uh, actually talk about saving the planet. I mean, it's so almost extraterrestrial to think about quote saving the planet and if you said that to most people most people they think you're just a crazy tree-hugging lefty liberal you know do-gooder or whatever you are and and there's no relationship but really that's where
0: we are these people are so great and so smart and they've been touched they've been touched they're gifted they are so touched that they can go and meet someplace and decide the future of the world and discuss the survival of humanity itself. (laughs) These people are so full of themselves. They're the most arrogant, and it just defines the whole climate change theology. The fact that these people are so arrogant, they actually believe that human beings can control the climate of the earth. Our footprint on this earth is incredibly small. It's nothing. It's minuscule. In the the cosmic of time, it's nothing. And how arrogant of these people to think that not only can mankind as a whole solve the climate hoax, but that they are the chosen ones. They are chosen amongst all others in the world. They've been touched, they're extraterrestrial. And you know what? You are a climate alarmist. You are a tree-hugging, liberal, save the world, bimbo. At least he got that part right. But he goes on and he tells you his solution. Not only are they gifted, excuse, excuse me, touched, as he said. Not only are these few people gifted and touched to where they can gather around the world and decide the future of humanity. They know what the solution is, too. And I'm just going to let I'm just going to let John Kerry tell you, it. you know, the, the
2: State of the Union's coming up and the president's got to, you know, and I think will we'll because he believes this. We got to move this because that's the only way we keep 1.5 degrees alive. So how do we get there? Well, the lesson I've learned in the last year is and I learned it as secretary, and I've learned it since, reinforced in spades, is money, 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 money. And I'm sorry to say that. I mean, yes, technology. Yes, exciting new initiatives.
0: Yes, or... Okay. Look at the guy's... Look at the look on this guy's face. He's like... He's cringing. And then the the, the, the guy next to him, he's looking down at the ground. The answer to... The climate crisis is money, 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 money.
2: Okay. Organizing, winning races politically. I mean, what happened uh, in, in the midterms in the United States is nothing less than miraculous. And it happened because young people
0: voted. It was miraculous. The Conservative Party took over the House of Representatives and we fired Nancy Pelosi. You barely held on to the Senate and you've got a dementia ridden old man in the White House. It was completely miraculous.
2: I agree. And the second most voted issue was climate. It's a huge deal, but we have to go further. I have said this before, but I say it again. I'm convinced we will get to a low carbon, no carbon economy. We're going to get there because we have to. I am not convinced we're going to get there in time to do what the scientists said, which is avoid the worst consequences of the crisis
0: to do what the scientists said. Let's talk about what the scientists said. The scientists that the governments hire, the scientists that the big think tanks of the world hire. Let's talk about what they said. What do they say about COVID? What do they say about the vaccination, social distancing, wearing masks? All these things that were supposed to stop the spread, prevent infection, protect those at risk. It all turned out to be false. Because the scientists were paid. The science, scientists will come up with whatever result the people who are paying them want, to, want them to come up with. It's always been that way. Nothing's changed. And whenever somebody says in some broad form, the experts say, the scientists say, and they never cite the actual source of these experts and scientists, they're full of shit. Every time, a bunch of self-serving, self-interested, arrogant, psychopathic, really, people. So we know John Kerry is crazy. We started out the show with, with Al Gore. Well, Al Gore, he's still out there spouting off his thing. He's still saying what he wants to say. He's still doing his thing. So we know John Kerry thinks it's about money. What does Al Gore think it's about?
1: Enough already. Enough. And I I don't want to get sidetracked onto what needs to happen, but we need to scale up climate finance, but we need... Finance. ...to scale Mm. down anti-climate finance. And we are still subsidizing the burning of fossil fuels. Thank God. ...42 times larger and the subsidies for the shift toward renewables and EVs, uh, etc. We need new leadership at the World Bank. We need them to uh, scale up the leverage and vastly increase.
0: We need leadership at the World Bank to scale up the leverage. What do you think he means by that? He means points. He means climate points. He means... You know, basically, you meet certain carbon emissions goals or your country will get no money. You meet these certain carbon emission goals or your company will get no money. And you know what? If you don't do it within a certain amount of time, we're going to lock your country down. COVID was just a test run. How obedient will the populace be if we tell them to stand on dots in grocery stores and follow arrows and wear masks and not go anywhere and stay six feet away from people. Don't even go out hiking. Don't go to the park. Don't go to the beach. Those are all closed. How obedient will the populace be? Because we have bigger things in mind. We're, we've got other buns in the oven. We've got the climate crisis because now that COVID is no longer a crisis, now we've got climate. COVID ran its course. Now we're going to go back to the old standby, the one they've always gone to, and that's climate. Where does this money come from? Money, 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 John Kerry talks about. And then you hear Al Gore talk about the World Bank needs to clamp down on people, and we need to talk about the the finance part of it. Where do you think this money comes from? It comes from you. It comes from me. It comes from people all over the world. It comes from the taxpayer. But I got news for you. Bankrupting the United States and other Western countries in the world, destroying their economies and forcing them to eat bugs and plants isn't going to solve a damn thing. It's not going to solve the climate crisis. So, excuse me, the climate hoax. The only thing it's going to do is continue to separate the peasants from those in control and make it so that it will never change. They have all the control. They have all the money. They have all the resources. They're going to continue to eat their meat, to travel the globe on their airplanes, while the rest of us sit around and eat burgers made of bugs and plants. But Al Gore's not done. Al Gore goes crazy. Um, Wow. Again, there's nothing gained by ruining the economies of the Western world to advance their uh, their BS. Al Gore goes, he he gets unhinged here. He he goes crazy. Check this out. This is, um, (laughs) I don't even know what to say
1: of the land and creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of climate refugees predicted to reach one billion in this century? Look at the xenophobia and political authoritarian trends that have come from just a few million refugees. What about a billion? We would lose our capacity for self-governance on this world. We have to act. So in answer to your question, I would say we have to have a sense of urgency much greater Than we have yet had, and we need have had, and we need to make some
0: change. Why is it the older these people get, the angrier they get? Joe Biden is a great example. Angry Joe, I mean, he's become if he's not whispering to the mic real creepily or sniffing little girls, he's angry. (laughs) And and Al Gore, man, he's getting to be an old man, he's getting pretty angry himself. Melting ice. The rainforest, he said the rainforest would be gone in 30 years. That was in 1982. I think that time has passed. But interestingly enough, 1982 is the last time that inflation was as high as it is today. But yeah, okay, Al Gore, we trust you, man. Get angry. You've been, he's been grifting this. He's been grifting this for his entire life. Seriously. And he continues. Check this.
1: It tend to emphasize the the bad news, and th- there is, unfortunately, a lot of it. But there's a lot of good news as well, and, and I just want to cover some of it. In my country, we passed the Inflation Reduction Act, which is primarily a climate uh, act. More about money. $369 billion, money. which will actually be much larger.
0: We're going to spend our way. The Inflation Reduction Act. He sits there and says it was primarily about climate change. <laughs> he, he, they're not even hiding it anymore. The 1.7 trillion fucking dollars. Seriously. And they're not even, he sits there, this was not an inflation reduction act. This was about climate change. And he's proud of it. He's proud of taking our money and blown it off into all their special interests. Because it's not going to change the climate. Seriously, we can throw a few hundred billion around, and it's going to change the climate of the Earth. That's what they want the useful idiots to believe. That's what their dopey, liberal base believes. Thank you, Dan Bongino, for that term. They are dopey. And the way they stay dopey is they live in their little bubble and they listen to people like Al Gore and nobody else. And they won't think for themselves. They won't talk for themselves. They won't stand up for themselves. They'd be happy just living in a little apartment, being comfortable, eating their bugs and their plants, smoking their weed, They don't even want to have kids anymore. If they do have kids, they want them to change their sex so they can't have kids themselves. Hmm. Hmm. Well, self-proclaimed, well, she's not really self-proclaimed. She was raised to be this way by her grifting parents and by the world government who took advantage of this child to advance their goals of controlling the population through the climate hoax and taking all of our money and destroying economies and destroying cheap energy. Well, this little girl is no longer a little girl. She's a young woman and she's learned well. So Germany has, has upped the production of some of their coal plants because, well, guess what? Russia cut off all their gas and they're, it's wintertime and they're looking at blackouts, they're looking at people freezing to death because they they abandoned cheap energy and just like Donald Trump said that they would live to regret that and they laughed at him at the UN. I've shown that video before, I'm not going to show it today. And they laughed at him. Well, Greta Thunberg is no longer a little girl, She's a she's a young woman and she's out there Wasting her life. And I I say, Greta, do something useful with your life. Become something. Stop grifting off the reality that your parents created for you and do something useful for this world because that certainly isn't it. Look at this, first of all, before I show this video. Actually, let me show the video first. And and then we'll we'll comment on it. (laughs) Greta Thunberg getting arrested, arrested in Germany. So I'm not sure they counted on this. Being caught on video, I, I think maybe they were just hoping for some still shots because a photograph is just a second in time, just a little tiny moment. You don't see everything that's going on around it. But since when did the police stop with their prisoner to pose for photos? This was a complete setup. It was all staged. And, and I tell you what, if you have to, if you have to stage something in order to push your agenda like that, it, it, if if the if the global climate crisis is such a crisis and a threat to humanity you wouldn't have to do ridiculous things like this people would already know you know hey we're living in a crisis no 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 she needs to put herself in front of the cameras with her smug little look laughing laughing with the police and the reporters as they comment unbelievable There's a a comedian originally from Russia. He gave a a, a little talk at Oxford University. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I do suggest looking it up. It's definitely worth it. It's, it's It's on my social media sites. I put it up there a couple of days ago. I'm going to play just a little spot of it for you here because it's spot on. And again, it's about money.
3: Now, I want to talk to those of you who are woke and who are open to rational argument. A small minority, I accept. (laughs) Because one of the tenets of wokeness is, of course, that your feelings matter more than the truth. But I believe in you. I believe there are those of you here who are woke, who are open to rational argument, so let me make one. We are told that your generation cares more than any other about one issue in particular, and that issue is climate change. We're told that many of you suffer from climate anxiety. You wish to save the planet. And for tonight, and tonight only, I will join you. I will join you in worshiping at the feet of St. Greta of climate change. (laughs) Let us all accept right here, right now, that we are living through a climate emergency and our stocks of polar bears are running extremely low. I join you in this view. I truly do. Now, what are we to do about this huge problem facing humanity? What can we in Britain do? We can only do one thing. You know why? This country is responsible for 2% of global carbon emissions, which means that if Britain was to sink into the sea right now, it would make absolutely no difference to the issue of climate change. You know why? Because the future of the climate is going to be decided in Asia and in Latin America by poor people who couldn't give a shit about saving the planet. No, thank you. No, thank you. It's going to be decided by poor people in Asia and Latin America who don't care about saving the planet. You know why? Because they're poor. Yeah,
0: do you think they care? You think China and India care? No, they don't. They don't even care about their own people, let alone the planet. So we're supposed to destroy our economies in Western countries to try to solve something that we can't, that it's impossible for us to solve all on our own. It's impossible. While we're sitting here trying to convert to solar energy and different things like that, ignoring nuclear, that's a completely, the the, the most efficient, cleanest, reliable, longest lasting, cheapest energy is nuclear. But we're, that's nuclear bad, nuclear bad. It's like Orange Man bad, nuclear bad can't talk nuclear. We have to talk about solar and wind, which isn't reliable, which isn't sustainable, which we don't even have any place to store all the power. But China doesn't care. India doesn't care. They're trying to grow their economy so that their people don't starve to death. They're building new coal plants all the time. And we just sit back and let them do it. I'm gonna drop one more video clip and then I'm gonna bounce back through the ages for you to kind of see what global <laughs> global crisis and uh, hysteria has been over the last what, 40, 50 years or something like that. 50 years, I guess, is when the hysteria started. First, let's hear from this asset. Dear friends, scientifically, this is not a climate crisis. We are now facing something deeper, mass extinction, air pollution, undermining ecosystem functions, really putting humanity's future at risk. This is a
3: planetary crisis. This is a safety crisis, but above all, it is also a justice crisis. Many areas in the
0: world are uninhabitable. This uninhabitable zone is increasing. If we continue with our greenhouse gas emissions, then by 2070, as many as 3 billion people will live in uninhabitable zone. Okay. Let's see. Extinction, safety, justice, greenhouse gases, uninhabitable planetary crisis. They said the same thing in 1970. And here it is. 2023. Still here. Still alive. Still doing our thing. There is no mass extinction coming. Their models are garbage. They cannot in any way, shape, or form definitively say that what they say is true. But they'll take your money. They'll take your money. They'll take your children's money. They'll take your parents' money. They'll take your family's money. They'll take your neighbor's money. They'll take everybody's money. And in the end, it's not going to do a damn thing. What are some of the climate hoaxes that have come across over the years? Climate so-called experts. Like Remember what I told you earlier? Experts, specialists, Scientists in the vernacular in general that aren't named sources are, 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 are bullshit sources. I mean, they don't exist. They're just using them to scare you. Climate experts are 0 and 41 with their doomsday predictions. List of doomsday predictions. The climate alarmist got wrong. 1967, dire famine by 1975. 69, everyone will disappear in a cloud of blue steam by 89. 1970, remember that one? Ice age by the year 2000. 1970 also was a big year for climate alarmists. America subject to water rationing by 1974 and food rationing by 1980. Fortunately, we got Ronald Reagan instead of food rationing. 1971, new ice age coming by 2020 or 2030. I'm not feeling very cold, are you? 1972, new ice age by 2070. Well, that remains to be seen, but judging on their track record, I'm not too confident in that. 1974, Space satellites show new ice age coming fast. Remember the ice age and the acid rain? That was big for a long time. They talked about ice age, ice age, ice age. And then they talked about global warming, global warming. And now it's just climate change. Because they can't be wrong with that. The climate, after all, is always changing. It's different today than it was yesterday. Right now it's raining outside. It's supposed to stop tomorrow. That would be climate change. 1974, space satellites show new ice age coming fast. 1974, again, another ice age. 1974, ozone. The ozone depletion came in 1976. Scientific consensus. Planet is cooling. Famines are imminent. That was in 1974. A lot of you weren't even born in 1974. I was six years old in 1974. I'm going to just let you look at the years. And I'm going to read down the list. Acid rain kills life in lakes. Lakes. No end in sight for a 30-year coolie trend. Regional droughts that never happened in the 1990s. Temperature in D.C. will hit record highs. Maldive Islands will be underwater by 2018. They're not. Rise in sea levels will obliterate nations if nothing is done by 2000. <laughs> no nations are obliterated. New York City's West Side Highway underwater by 2019. It's not. Children won't know what snow is. This is, they've been talking about an ice age now, keep in mind, for over a decade, and now they're saying children won't know what snow is. They have have no fucking idea what they're talking about. Famine in 10 years, if we don't give up eating fish, meat, and dairy, that's coming back. That was in 2002, so that was 20 years ago. That's, That's now recirculating. If we don't just eat bugs and plants, then... Well, famine is going to come in 10 years. But in 2002, they said that was 10 years. So that means in 2012, we should have had famine because I continue to eat fish, meat, and dairy. I like my ice cream. So does Joe Biden. 2004, Britain will be Siberia by 2024. That's Next year, Britain's going to be just like Siberia. Arctic will be ice-free by 2018. Another failed attempt. Climate genius Al Gore predicts ice-free Arctic by 2013. That was 10 years ago. Climate genius Prince Charles says we have 90 months to save the world. That was in 2009. Missed his mark. Climate genius Al Gore moves 2013 prediction of ice-free Arctic to 2014. Wrong again. And he's still out there. Arctic ice-free by 2015. He changed it again. Only 500 days before climate chaos. Overpopulation will spread worldwide World. We use up all its natural resources. Oil will be gone in Texas in ten years. Do I need to go on? I think you get the point. Oh, I'm going to go on though because it's fun. And <laughs> check this one out: 1972. Oil will be depleted in twenty years. We don't have enough oil in the world. Department of Energy says oil will peak in the nineties. Peak oil in 2000, peak oil in 2020, peak oil in 2010. Super hurricanes, they predicted for 2006. Manhattan underwater by 2015. Urban citizens will be required gas masks by 1985. Nitrogen buildup will make all land unusable. All land unusable. Decay and pollution will kill all the fish. And then, of course killer bees in the 1970s they made a movie out of it and we have killer bees again but what's the reality of the situation climate related disasters and deaths have done nothing but drop they were very high in the 2020s but because of our technological advances and societal advances and our common sense which some of us still possess climate related disaster deaths have dropped to almost an immeasurable number. So it's really hard to uh, to take these people seriously. Right? Here's the none better take of the day. If you buy into the climate hoax, because it is a hoax, this is the biggest PSYOP in world history and they've been trying to do it for 50 or 60 years. It's not, it's nothing new. And they keep making new dire predictions into the world scenarios. They keep talking about how it's going to end. Your oil is going to run out. We're going to have famine. Ice age is going to come. Ice age is going to come. We're going to run out of oil. We're going to run out of breathable air. We're going to have to wear a gas mask. We're going to have to, I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. And they continue to do it. And the entire time, the constant is they ask for money. If you just give us more of your money, we can solve this. And today, they're met at the World Economic Forum, and the the main theme is the climate hoax. And the, the solution to that is to take more of your money. The solution is to destroy Western economies, forcing them to live off of solar and wind, which there is no infrastructure for, which is not even possible right now. Even if we could generate enough power for the entire country, we have nowhere to store and no way to distribute it. We're already taxed at distributing our energy with cheap sources of energy, coal, natural gas. We've got more natural gas under our feet than any other reserve in the entire world. And they won't tap it. We also have now, new nuclear reactors that are extremely safe and we can make them smaller fusion reactors and place them more locally so that we don't have one massive nuclear reactor in one place. We could put smaller ones around to generate electricity for smaller regions and areas. Very efficiently, very cheaply, and it will last a very long time. If they're serious about saving the climate, if they're serious about generating cheap energy for everybody, then they would be looking at nuclear power, but they won't. You have the Al Gore's and the John Kerry's going around doing what they've done their entire lives. And that's grifting off of this and raising alarm off of this, driving, excuse me, hmm. flying around the country on their private jets, creating massive carbon footprints because they're important. You have an elite few, John Kerry says. They're so elite. They were chosen by God. They were touched to decide the future of humanity. The arrogance of these people is unbounded. The arrogance of these people never ends. They are the chosen. They were touched. And they actually believe this shit. I think they've been telling themselves for for so long that what started out as a grift has become who they are. And the answer to all of it, again, is more money. Your money, my money, not, certainly not their money, because they're special. If they don't exist, if they aren't allowed to rule and be in power, then the entire humanity will die. As the guy at the, the World Economic Forum said, this is not a climate crisis. This is an extinction event. If we don't, if we don't get a grip on our climate right now, human, humans will become extinct. You it's not that I don't care about the climate. Conservatives obviously care about the climate. There needs to be a balance between that. I mean, don't litter. Live clean. Eat your fruits and veggies. Fine. How about build some nuclear power plants? Great. But don't sit there and tell me that I need to give up my gas-powered car and we're going to live off of, you know, some... An unimaginable source of, of energy that doesn't exist right now and there's no way to store that energy, solar and wind. Don't tell me that I have to go through a period where I suffer and my family suffers and my children suffer in order to get there. If you can't figure out a way to make it happen simultaneously, if you can't figure out a way for us to have cheap, reliable energy at the same time we're transitioning to some other form of energy, then fuck off. Personally, I happen to think that there's a form of energy that hasn't even been discovered yet and that when we do, it's going to blow everything away. That what we know right now is nothing like we're going to know 50 or 100 years from now. Just look at the last 100 years. If we make it even anywhere near the advance is in the next 100 years we did the past 100 years, there's going to be entirely new forms of energy, entirely new ideas, entirely new thoughts. I wish I could be alive to witness that. But these people that have been saying the sky is falling for their entire lives. They don't care about you or me or Western civilization. They care about themselves and their power and their control. And the way they become more powerful and bigger is by making us weaker and smaller. This has been The Nun Report. Thanks for Thanks for listening, man. If you're just on the radio, check me out on rumble.com slash the nun You can see all the video and all that sort of good stuff. You can catch me on all the socials at the nun report except TikTok because I don't do that commie BS or just go to my website, the It's all there at one-stop shop. You can click into anywhere you want. Anyway, hey, we're halfway through the week. Thanks for watching. And always, as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers you <laughs>